Welcome to the Quack Hole Podcast, the most official, unofficial Oregon Ducks podcast on the web photosphere. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Quack 12 Podcast or visit our website, quack12podcast.com. If you like what you hear, please leave us five stars on your listening device. And if you'd like to support the show, please visit the Quack 12 Patreon page, where for a measly $5 a month, you can become an official Quacker and unlock hundreds of hours of Oregon Duck content. On to the show. Quack. 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 Twelvin. I'm your host, Adam Chamel. And I'm Amos Woda. That is right, and this is the Quack 12 Podcast, the most official, unofficial Oregon Ducks sporting podcast on the web footosphere. And Adam, I hate to break it to you. This Ooh. just in, across the news desk, Ooh. we're also the most unofficial official uh, oh. <laughs> webcast. We're the most unofficial, so we are official. Yeah, unofficially. Which, unofficially. Oh, okay, so we can't like say we're official. But unofficially, we can we officially most... say, yeah. Okay, good, 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 good. I'm glad that's on the record. That is wonderful to hear because we are here to talk about Oregon basketball when no one else wants to. Oh, shit. But before we get into that, Aaron, uh-huh. it was a holiday, a holy day, if you will. Did you yep. watch the Super Bowl? No, I did not. Oh, my goodness. Are you American even? Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm Texan. I don't know if that makes me American, but slightly. It's a subcategory, but yeah. Yeah. What you Sub-genre. do instead of watching the the Super Bowl? What were you doing? Puppy Bowl. Oh no, I was. Uh, when was that? That was yesterday. It was Sunday. Yes. It was Sunday. Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, um, I was in the studio. I was working. Oh well, that's fine. Well, I can't really call it work. I was having a great time playing with music. Hey, there you go. Hey, if you, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. That's this what they've the said. Podcast. I can. Is, uh, I can officially report though that if you love what you do, it can still absolutely feel like work. No, it can suck. Absolutely, <laughs> no, it can suck. It can absolutely suck. Dan Lanning loves being a coach. And he lost to Washington twice. Those days, I'm. So I sucked. mean. You know, and one of them was on a bad call. That's but that's neither here nor there of Hyde's tail. Absolutely, I don't know. Um, I did watch the Super Bowl. I hate both teams. I really ah. wasn't rooting. I was kind of rooting for if Kansas City won, at least it'd be fun because like a lot of the people that hate the Chiefs hate Taylor Swift. A lot of them are are people I like to see upset. So that would have been fun. Uh-huh. At the same time, I know. I mean, they were obviously uh, they were somewhat the underdogs, but they've already won, you know, a couple and, and blah blah blah. Like they've already won three of them. So uh, I'm pretty exactly, sure. Yeah, it's been my understanding that a Patrick Mahomes has never not been to a divisional championship game. Oh, uh, in his very part. storied career, that's super short. Uh, and yeah, he just keeps winning Super Bowls. He's he's the he's the new yeah. Tom Brady. He is Basically. the poster child for the corporate level of the NFL. Adam, there you go. And uh, Niners, I've never really been a fan of because yeah, like the Seahawks and uh, there are two ducks on the Niners though. So if I was going mm-hmm. to root for them, obviously Eric Armstead and uh, Diamador Lenore both had yep. good games. You know, you can't blame them really for the loss. I mean, uh, I don't yeah. know word one about it. What was the final score? I know. I mean, the... it went to overtime. Really? Chiefs won by four. Yeah. You know, it was a good game. Uh, it started off real slow. It was real defensive in the beginning. Diamondor Lenore did force a fumble, though, so there's a hey. highlight for you. Um, but... A Super Bowl fumble? Baby doll. Come Super on. Super Bowl fumble. That's elite. Um, wasn't enough for him, though. Patrick Mahomes did the Patrick Mahomes thing and led a yep. game-winning drive. Brother. In the very end, Niners should have gone for, gone for it at the end instead of going for the field goal. You they know, also missed a point after. They oh, missed a point after, which oh, that'll you know, do it. That'll one do reason it. Reason why they went to the that's a time. Yeah. That's a morale bummer right there. Yeah. You know what's funny about Mahomes? Uh, what's that? 
I mentioned this briefly off air, and we won't go into the details of what we were ta- discussing then, but Mahomes is from White House, which oh. is uh, my stomping grounds for a, a certain amount of time. White House test. There is a certain type of character mm. that lives in that neck of the woods that mm. when you're a kid, they're kind of the most fun friend because they're the ones that will absolutely get down into the creek and get like super goofy on catching frogs you know what i mean so, so they're down in the crack catching crowd ads so yeah uh, you might say they're a real slippery type mm, <laughs> toad boys uh and mahomes i think encapsulates that character so beautifully mm. as a quarterback it's Highly entertaining watching him play QB. I have to admit. So you think those days in the in the cracks of tech of White House, I Texas watched it. Helped him out. I watched it in one. I watched it in the divisional championship. There was, I mean, talk about it. He doesn't get sacked, dude. Yeah, uh, good. And there was just he got rolled up by somebody, and I mean, it looked like both of his knees should have broken, but it wasn't that it was that he had just decided to contort his body in such a way as that he could frog jump out of the grip that this dude had and i was like that's some white house shit right there that's a white house that's a white house boy that's a white house boy right there well the Uh, white house boy wins it again so yeah uh, i guess congratulations sake uh commercials weren't that great my favorite was with i heard um, they were really good people always say that though I guess most of them were. There was some interesting propaganda. Uh, I heard that. <laughs> yeah, um, Israel had an ad. That's good. Uh huh. Heard about Jesus that. Jesus certainly had an ad. Heard about that one. Big year for wow. Jesus ads. Um, also, I guess those are kind of conflicting. Uh, and then, um, not really was, anymore. No, no, no. They I serve the same God, my friend. Same God. <laughs> That's right. And then, um. Yeah, my favorite was uh, Jennifer Lopez and, and Ben Affleck. I heard about Matt. this. That was a good one. I like that one. There's Dunkin a Donuts. There's a com- there's a there's a societal commentator uh, mm. out in the world that brought up the fact: Why do we have so many celebrities in these ads when a majority of them like? And he brought up the Ben Affleck and the jennifer lopez Mm. they have and like larry david's crypto one and so so many others they are so beyond wealthy like Mm. the amount of money money do you have to get the amount of money they're making from the commercial is a drop in the bucket like so what other reason could they be doing it and he mentioned things like where michael Sarah did that commercial i guess yeah and it's been purported that Actors of his level will do these commercials because it'll help pay for projects, right? I think so, yeah. Which I think is great. And but, they get money for really easy work, but yeah. Yeah, but then it did It did make me think like, yeah, why is Jennifer Lopez in a commercial? Is it that she just probably wants to work because working is fun in the entertainment business and she just wants to stay out there for real though like we like i'm throwing this number out i don't know hit me even for someone who's like i got you know i got 60 million i I don't know what jennifer lopez has like six i would bet 600 million 600 million seems safe i got 600 million dollars in the bank they may be actually coming up to her and being like we will give you one million dollars to do the equivalent of one hours, one hour of work, yeah, which will mainly require you sitting down, saying two lines, us yeah. kissing your butt, transporting you there and here, making sure you know, like we're yeah. like you don't even have to drive that. Like I think that's kind of what it comes down to. You know and what to you be also like, I'm in a Super Bowl ad. Like it, it is big. It's like they the reason why they didn't have to pay Usher. Like just the promotion sake of it and stuff. Like you know that. what else it is too. What's that? This used to be true. I don't know if it still is because we are dealing with a higher level of uh, celebrity in commercials. But yeah. it used to be the deal that commercial actors, uh, 
if if you were like a flow, right? Yeah. Uh, you're going to be making serious mailbox money because not only do you get paid for that time on set, but you get residuals oh, yeah. for every time that commercial airs. And so yeah, if your character gets that. like 10 of these commercials, mm-hmm. you're making hella bank. So really, these Jennifer Lopez types theoretically could be like, I work for one hour. They pay me a million dollars to be there. But yeah. then I'm going to net about... 60k a month something like just that. from the fact you know i think maybe, they try to maybe stop let's say showing 60... the commercials as soon as possible for those reasons too you know oh sure <laughs> but yeah no i agree okay I, agree. Yeah. I think there's only one commercial i actually want to talk about and i think it's fascinating because it's so I mean, I'm about to get super political here, and Is this so I a Super do... Bowl commercial, or are you just yes. talk, shouting out? Okay, this was a Super Bowl commercial that notoriously cost seven million dollars. Okay, to get placed, so mm. the company that this company paid seven million dollars mm. to place this, but because it cost so much to get that placement. They had a zero dollar budget, so what did they do? They recorded Is this the Will Ferrell one. Or? No, <laughs> uh, they recorded a phone recording of themselves, like That's right. maybe in a car, talking about go to this company's website. And it turns out, I looked into it. They paid seven million dollars for that placement. Do you remember? In, the company? Yeah, I do. In okay. 24 hours, they, just off of this one ad, they netted $15 million in sales in 24 hours. What's the company? Yeezy.com. Kanye <laughs> West. Did you see this? Oh, no. Oh. Well, good. If there's it's, anyone that needs more money and more power, it's Kanye West. If there's anybody that needs more proof that he can do nothing and just pay a ticket price, oh yeah, he will be rewarded at the gates. If that you know what I'm this saying. This last Super Bowl, though, this is a different one, right? I or think was it was it this, this Super Bowl. So That's what I understand. Me you had Kanye West, you had Israel, and you had Jesus. All with promotions. In the you had Jesus and Jesus, baby. Jesus and Jesus. From Jesus to Jesus, the story of American culture. I know that that uh, the Jesus <laughs> ad, something like twenty million dollars or something. They brother on it, and it's just like you couldn't have given that to I don't know the hey, poor, like like the to, dude said to do to any <laughs> listener out there uh-huh. who has been looking for that. Um, that thing to write your whole, you know, your thesis. Yeah. Then I Manifesto. think. Yeah. If you want to write a captivating look at American society, here's your title. It's Jesus to Jesus. From Jesus no, wait. It's Jesus. Jesus to Jesus. Yeah, Jesus to The Jesus. story of American capitalism? Yeah, sure. I don't know. That's a book. <laughs> That's a book someone would write. That's a book somewhere. Well, that's our recap of the Super Bowl. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I got to say. Who won? The Chiefs won. Chiefs did win. They're going for the three-peat next year. Would be the the Super Bowl's only That's a tough. That's a tough one. Cowboys Cowboys were there once. They were knocking on that door. They were knocking. And, you know, I think that's also why I don't like the 49ers. I feel like maybe back in the day when I was a kid, did they have – did they the Cowboys dominated. and the 49ers, did they have a little squabble going on? Probably. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, as a Seahawks fan, I just can't, uh, I just can't, I can't oblige. It's just not allowed. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I can't abide. <laughs> can't That's abide. not allowed either. Um, my man, it's time to kick off the Quacksaball. Oh, shit. Quacksaball. 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 And we are back on Quack. <laughs> that is right. Quacksiball is here, and it is depressing. But before we get into that, let's do a, little, a few little plugs. We don't do this enough on this show because I always forget. Truth. You know what I mean? Go over 
to Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. Leave a comment. It helps people find, discover, and cherish the Quack 12 podcast. It really does. Five stars, Apple Podcasts. It's free. What's not free but is very much worth the price of admission is over on the Quack 12 Patreon. For, for, for a few measly dollars a month, you can get hundreds, I'm not joking, over a hundred hours of duck entertainment, including our Quack and Time series in which we review every single Oregon Ducks football season from the very beginning, 1894. I believe we're now in the 60s even over there. Good times, good times. Uh, we had to get a time travel machine for that, so please head over there. And not only that, but you can actually get a special sneak early preview. That's right, you can get a, uh, an early, early edition of our review of Animal House with the wonderful comedian Adam Brown. That will be over there right now, unless I've fucked up. That is a possibility, but most likely it is up there right now. Early, early preview. Very fun to talk to Mr. Adam Browd. Probably our best bonus content ever made. Oh my gosh! And that's saying something because because that's that's also Duck D and D our 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 Dungeons and Dragons game that we invented to to recreate the 2020 Oregon football season. That's over there too. But this yep. is even better. This is even better. So go check that out, listeners, and uh, that'll be on the free feed eventually. But. Our Patreon subscribers get it early. Just hey, hey, hey. Of the many benefits. Now, Aaron, I'd like to start with women's basketball. So there's just there's a little bit glimmer of a hope. There's a little bit of, of optimism by the end of the episode. Does that sound good sure. to you? Sure. Okay. I mean, let's just say it out loud. Uh, yet again, the women's games didn't even know they happened because they're not being televised. And because they're not being televised, they're not being put on my DVR. And because they're not on my DVR, that means I can't watch them. What's happening here? What What do you have right now, TV wise? Do you have like cable? Do you have, like what What are you going through? I have a, a expanded package for uh, a, a direct a TV. Con- no, for a cable company. For a massive, a massive oil a- drilling, shill sucking. <laughs> I get you. I get you. Until they're a sponsor, that we won't say their name. But yeah, exactly. you've got egg salad, egg salad, basic ass cable, and then you add the the Pac twelve. So that's what most people have. I think that's what most bars have and shit like that. Um, so that means they only have one Pac twelve channel. Like at work, when one of these games is going on, we we had the Pac twelve network at at work, but we didn't have like. The only way to see most of these Oregon women's games, which are, which by the way, have all been taking place <laughs> against top twenty-five teams, <coughs> which you would assume is enough to get the big screen, you know, something. Um, but no, Oregon women's basketball is just such an easy W right now that they're not, they're not putting it on the main Pac-12 feed because there'll usually be some other Pac-12 game they want to broadcast instead. I have Sling, so I do, you know, for that they have six different channels. Right. And so on that, they typically do have, you know, like I can find it. That's I can record these. But that's only through Sling. That's probably only through Sling and maybe through Fubo. So absolutely mm. fumbled it. And it's not because it's the Pac-12's death year. It's because the Pac-12 just is is terribly run. Always do you has think, been. Do you think Fubo stands for For Us By Others? For us, by others, TV. Um, probably not, but I don't know what it stands for. So your guess is as good as mine. Sure, I'll say yes. Okay. Um, but so we started. I mean, the women's basketball team—they've had an uphill paddle for a while. After these last two games, which were both against the Mountain Schools, the Mountain Schools are having a great year in women's basketball. Yeah. Um. So the so against Colorado, this was I believe like I, I should have this up, but this is like the fifth straight or something like that. I think uh, basically we've just been going against top twenty five teams nonstop and getting mm. our butts kicked left and right. I mean, we had a close game against Oregon State, who's fantastic this season. They're having a great year. Um. But other than that, it's it's been big losses. 
So, well, we went against Colorado. This was on the road, and uh, things didn't work out too well. We did have four ducks score in double figures. That's that's pretty great, actually. That's that's fantastic, especially with the news that Sophia Bell is out for the season. That is someone who we were really hoping on. That is you know new talent that we were hoping to build on, but she's out for the rest of the season. Um, we are uh, after this, I believe. We are zero and nine. Or bef- I think before or after the Colorado game, I believe. I should have noted this, but 0-9 versus top 25 teams. So, spoiler alert, basically we're, we're, we still have not beaten a top 25 team this season. That's fine. We got more That happens. <laughs> yeah, I, I, guess, I guess. Nowadays, in the year 2024 it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're 0-7 on the road in conference play. 0-8 now after this weekend. Woo! Um, Let's see if we can get that number up to 10. Then it'll be like, yo, what's up? What's yo, up? What's, what's up? Uh, <laughs> so in this game, Van Sluten, Grace Van Sluten really did freaking well. I got to shout out my girl, Ula Chamberlain. Ula Chamberlain is from Medford. With all the injuries going on, yep. suddenly she's really playing a lot more crucial of a role, playing big minutes. Uh-huh. Um, and and in actually in Colorado, she's one of the only reasons why this was – you know, close for a little bit, I suppose. Uh, she got 13 points, which was a season high. She got four three-pointers. And, uh, you know, she was a big deal uh, when she did play for South Medford. I believe she is South Medford's all-time leading scorer. That is usually a pretty good basketball program, too. That's where the great uh, Kyle Biddle wins. So, yeah. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, so good for her at least. Colorado, though, could not be stopped. 54% from the floor. 46% from three-point range. Just just lighten it up. And that's where yeah. they've been this season. And uh, J.R. Payne, their coach, who was Kelly Graves' protege, who I'm always kind of like, wow, maybe we should hire her instead if she's doing so well, you know. Uh, she's got this team on the up and up. Though, after this game, they did lose to the Beavers. The Beavers are great this year, but just saying, they did lose after this. Huh. Um, there was three duck turnovers in the first three minutes. There's also an 11-1 buff run in the first quarter, so they just really took off early. And uh, speaking of taking off, they were 13-0 and 0 versus the Ducks in the fast break category. So they were just, once we turned it over, they were down the court and they were scoring. Right. And uh, cool. so, yeah, I, I don't really know what to tell you besides this is an embarrassing loss. 90-57. to 90-57 to 57 against a quality team. But still, we shot 32% from the floor, 50% from three, 8 of 16 from three. So, actually, that's really good compared to how we normally do. Also, uh, chance, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but we tend to average about 50 points a game, right? Uh, I think we're, ten- we're trending that way. Certainly, I, I I'm intrigued, but we would have I I should I'm, have that up here. Maybe I, I can pull it up in a bit. But I want to say like under sixty, certainly trending towards fifty. That's not good, man. That's I think, av- but we had fifty-seven points. So if we average sixty, we're at least not getting worse. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I think we're not getting worse. Looking but our for competition a... is getting better, so it's kind of hard to tell if if we are yeah. getting worse or not. <laughs> yeah, we are in silver hmm. lining time, so I do appreciate the effort you're putting in right now. I mean, we do need we need something because uh, yeah, as long as we stay upbeat about the team for whatever reason, that'll only help our chances of maybe getting. A good transfer because if we can keep the morale high, the universal it's, energy it's, will pass over to the team somehow. Hey, you know what? I mean, I don't mind that outlook. Yeah. Actually, I like the unbridled optimism. You know, we're you fans. Know. What, what else are we doing here? Like, we know they stink. What can we say? Um, yeah, they out rebound. Everybody's us. got a downtime. Yeah, and this is definitely our time. Um, <laughs> 
46 to 31, they out-rebounded us. I think that's really what it all came down to. That's, yeah. I mean, Filipina Che, sure, she had a good game, 11 points and uh, eight rebounds. This is actually one of her few games she hasn't had a double-double. But um, Do we have a breakdown of offensive versus defensive rebounds? Yes, we do. In general, you want to know that? Uh, we For had this nine game. offensive rebounds. So once okay. we were missing, it was unlike we were getting it. And You're then right. 22 defensive rebounds, which is pretty, I mean, pretty good number, but they had 32 defensive rebounds. It's it's just they're getting more shots and they're making more of them. What can you say? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we get beat by Colorado pretty bad. Then comes okay. Utah. Utah is a worse team, but still a top 25 team. They're top 20 when we played them. And this game, I mean, if you're looking for, we're looking for silver linings, yes? Yeah. That's the goal. That's the well, goal. Well, silver lining here is it was a close game for a good shot. Ch- like, I'll tell you this, dude. I think it was with, um, I, I got it here somewhere. Hold on. Uh, okay. In the third, about, uh, you know, halfway through the third or something, it was a four-point game. 41 to 37. We were trailing barely. Um, uh, Filipina Che was a big part of that because mm-hmm. she got her 16th double double. She's doing great. And partially that's because, like, you know, if all things went perfect in a perfect world, we've got like Angela DeGalic or Sedona Prince or maybe someone else to spell. Uh, Filipina Che, so every once in a while, if she's feeling a little down or we want someone who's maybe a little more offensive-minded, we mm-hmm. could put them out there. And Filipina Che would be even better, but she wouldn't maybe be getting all these stats as much because she's not playing for, like, 35 minutes a game. Right. You know? But in this universe, this terrible universe we live in, she's having to do a lot, but also getting a lot of double-doubles, which is cool. She's leading the Pac-12 in double-doubles. Um, 16 double-doubles, uh, to be precise. She got 12 rebounds and 15 points in this one. And not only that, but she was really efficient. She was 7 of 9 from the floor. So she had a great game. Power to her. That being said, no one else did, basically. Grace Van Sluten did well. She's She's consistently been very solid. 14 points. Um... But Chance Gray, this was a bad weekend in general for her. Her shooting percentage was really bad in Colorado. Against Utah, she was 2 of 9. She hit one three-pointer. Overall, our three-pointing last game, it didn't really keep us in the game against Colorado, but we were hitting them. This one, we were 1 of 8. We shot 42% from the floor. Again, we were out-rebounded. No, we out-rebounded them. Which wow. probably is the reason why this game was close. 32-24. to 24. So, actually, we were killing it on the rebounds front, mainly thanks to Filipina Che. And, you know, it was a four-point game. But then, all of a sudden, out of the last 50 points scored, Utah scored 39 of them. We just, that fourth quarter, we completely melted down. And we lost this one 70-48. to 48. Seventy to forty-eight. So maybe we are closer to beginning to average fifty points a game. Yeah, which isn't good. I mean, I got the stats here. I'm gonna pull them up because now. Yeah. So I'd be intrigued. Yeah, uh, I got the team leader season total. No, I want the team stats, not the fucking personal stats. Oh, ESPN, how you fail me all the time. Um. Anyways, I I don't know, dude. Yeah, it just. It's tough season, super tough season. Uh, the one major concern I have is I think what we are seeing now is maybe the beginning of a three-year stretch because this is going to be the first truly bad look year where I think it will absolutely affect our recruiting abilities. Well, yeah. Especially if we're kind of already a little lazy with recruiting. You know, we we are getting talent, 
but we're not recruiting at a level that would be competitive enough uh, to win the Pac-12. Um, I mean, obviously, the Pac-12 isn't going to be really around anymore. Right. But uh, we're still going to a very competitive, very good conference. Right. With a lot of the best, you know, with the, at least UCLA being there, too. Um, so we're getting, like, good players. Like, Sophia Bell was a good player, but you're you're correct. It's not happening. I'm now wondering, you know, because I, I still don't really know. I'll try to look it up while I'm talking here. Kelly Graves' contract, he got that extension coming off of that 2020 season, which, you know, does make sense because that was a great team, great season. Mm-hmm. There was no reason to believe that there was going to be a drop-off per se. Uh, and I do have – okay, let's see. Graves will now be paid. So he got that previous- extension, and then he went, I'm going to go fill night-night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good yeah, night. There you go. That was good. I like that. So in 2021, he got the extension. Um, so the extension now is uh, it paid him $10.85 million over yeah. the course of the next nine years. Um, That's not very good. No, I don't. I, honestly, no. Um, a mil like, a year, one point one. I mean, mil? it's good in like the scheme of like the real world, but um, as far as like big time coaching, you it is a little low. You would think, uh, like like for, you know, the best college football coaches are getting like ten mil a year, but those are the absolute best. Yeah, just to compare that. Well, it also has got me thinking. You know, at the professional level. Players have to pay taxes whenever they play out-of-state games because of some weird thing that happens. I forget how their contracts work. But I wonder if that's the same for coaches. Are college coaches having to pay to be there? I don't know. I have to look into this. Right. It wouldn't make sense. but Well, anyway, anyway, it's it's a good college basketball salary. Um, But, I mean, I do have a buyout here. Which just makes me think. I mean, it really paints the picture here because the buyout contract includes a five hundred thousand dollar buyout prior to May thirty first thousand uh, May thirty first two thousand twenty four. Um, it drops down to two hundred fifty thousand after that. In my head, five hundred thousand uh, dollars. That is absolutely nothing for big time college athletes. Athletics. I mean, there there are players making but that why, much money. Why pay five hundred k now when you can just wait a couple more months? Yeah, no, and I t- pay half. Well, I'll tell you this: it is going to come down to it's, this is a very it's such a small number that it is going to come down to this is asking the athletic department how much do you care about women's basketball. Uh, how much do you care about Kelly Graves? And then how much does Brother. really Phil Knight care about women's basketball? Now, I think they all do care about it. Do they care enough about it to sever you yeah. know, what was the connection with was what was once seemed to be the best coach possibly in college basketball? I don't think he is that, but, you know, it looked like that at one point. Uh, do they care When you can – when you they're gonna come out of the season real bad, yeah, and oh, yeah. the school's gonna be like, "You're telling me we can either stay here with this deal, yeah, and spend ten mil over uh nine fucking years, yeah. so we're here for a decade, or." For two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, we can after, get out of it right now and like spend April ten mil. Twenty twenty four. After April twenty twenty four, it'd be so May. they would have to. They just like, got to wait a couple months. Yeah, no that so that really would be the time to so because the see. season's over. Well, May thirty first, twenty twenty four. Um, so that means if you want to like be like, no, we want the reboot right now. We want them to start working on recruiting and stuff like that you fire them beforehand you could wait it it would probably ensure that the next year is going to be harder for the next person but if it saves you two hundred fifty thousand dollars, sure but that's kind of chump change i think the main thing is wait time out yeah i think 
it's it's a buyout. So they only have yeah. to pay him two hundred and fifty thousand yeah, dollars to fire him. Right. Yeah. They don't do they still have to pay him the ten million dollars? No. The 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 contract is done after they pay the buyout. So uh it's 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 truly like the money's like not gonna is an actual it's not an actual deterrent if they care. If he is here because of the timing of the buyout and such, yeah. if he is here after that period, if he, like basically if he's coaching starting next year, then they're not then he's going to be there the whole season or at least like they're trying to start, give him one more chance. <laughs> I I think that would be really tough obviously as someone who's talking about it. Um it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but I think it would just be like, we're giving you one more shot. Maybe you can't, but going into the Big Ten, I would really like to see them make a new move, make some hopefully progress. Yeah. There's no reason. That money is is a non – I'm pretty sure that's an accurate number, and that's a non-factor. For, yeah. For, I know. mean, they'll just be like, blop, there it is, bye-bye. That's, it's fucking nothing. So uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. To get some renewed interest in the women's basketball team would probably make up that $250,000. I think the best thing that we can start asking right now is Mm -hmm. what coaches are out there that are, A, shaking things up Mm -hmm. and making really good, smart decisions and moves, but also maybe has a team that you know they've helped elevate beyond their skill level because that's the person we want to be talking to i get you i get you buddy you're not anyway, a uh, we'll you're also not in the natty or whatever it's called the final yeah. the what final four what are you talking the big about? dance what is it what do you call the it big dance march yeah. madness march yeah. madness i don't know does it have whenever it's 64 teams 32 teams does it have a name uh, the big dance, March Madness. Those okay. are both, yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Um, it sucks. We should fire him. Anyways, yeah, maybe um, coming up for them. Number ten USC, number nine UCLA. Then probably their three actual biggest. Ga- it's like if you don't want to be the worst team in the Pac-12, like forget NIT, forget March Madness. You will not make unless you win the tournament. That's probably not going to happen. NIT, you're probably not going to make, honestly. So get that out of your head. Yeah. Um, The three You're playing for passion now. Yeah. I mean, it'd be great to upset number 10 USC or number 9 UCLA. After that, it's probably not going to happen. After that, Washington and Washington State. These are huge, huge games. You got to try to win those. Uh, Washington's in Seattle. Just saying, you could make it. And then Seattle's in Washington. How odd! Yeah, um, <laughs> California uh, is up after that, and then number three Stanford. So those three un like those three games. There's those those are your best shots of getting a win the rest of the season. So you would hope so. Uh, right now they are. Ranked 11 out of 12 Pac-12 teams. They are tied 2-10 conference record with Arizona State. So that win over Arizona State actually ended up being pretty freaking huge because otherwise we'd be bottom of the barrel. Oh, boy. That sucks. Yep. So they they aren't very good. Let's get into this next game, starting with this next team, men's basketball. That's right. Starting with where I got this hat. Oh, Oregon yeah. versus Washington. I, I was forgot. there. Yeah, they had you on the, the TV. That is right. I got a free hat. I was too late to get the free glasses, the free sunglasses. They were pretty ugly sunglasses, to tell you the truth. But I wanted them. I did not get them. It's all right. <laughs> One weird thing that happened is as I went in with some friends, uh, they had the Hayward Tower, the giant kind of uh, media tower right at Hayward Field. Yeah. Um, I believe they did this in honor of Kobe Bryant, which, go nuts, sure, you know, honor him. But I didn't like this. They turned it purple. They turned the tower purple 
in honor of Kobe Bryant, you know, Lakers. But that was literally right before Oregon UW. That feels weird. It felt yeah. like they were, like, hacking the system. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't like it. Uh, it felt it felt how like we interesting. Why was that Kobe's our... birthday or something? No, it was his death day actually. Quite, oh quite Jesus, I remember that day. I do believe I, I, I want to say it was. Uh, or they were honoring him. I don't know if it was like just Kobe Bryant Day or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and this is my guess too. Uh, I got a picture of it. See, so purpley feels weird. Felt weird it, for me. Very gothic. Very scary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The whole it's building scary. is scary. I thought it would be a bad omen, to tell you the truth. Um, however, it was not because we did win this game. It could have been I a mean, bigger win. But I mean, brother, bear. I know. Yeah. We, it was a close one. It did not need to be a close one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're here, thank God, because now is the time I get to ask my question. Mm-hmm. Adam, can you walk me through what actually happened here because multiple times we blew double digit leads to make this thing look super duper close it's yeah. scary that's exactly what happened um what we're seeing this last this weekend is i th- i still think this is like it could be a really good team mm-hmm. uh i think there are parts of the team like the te- the roster itself is good i think there have been just devastating injuries. Nate Biddle still not didn't play this weekend. You know um, what? What's that? I'm going to throw out a speculation here because that's what we're supposed to do, right? We ask questions. So. We yeah. pontificate. Because mm. they keep bringing up that he's sitting out because of illness, but then illness. he was like, yeah, warm-ups, he was running drills, but then he's not, side, he's not on the court side. Yeah. He's back in the locker rooms. Uh, it almost makes me wonder if he's, uh, got something like Crohn's disease or something, you know, like his bag is just kind of, his bag is just kind of messing up on him right now or whatever. So he's just like, Oh, I need a better support system. I don't know. I don't know. Something's going on. They, they certainly say it's an illness, but he's also around the team. So you wouldn't imagine it's necessarily contagious illness. Right. I think it's something that he's probably been, he's probably struggled with for a while. You know, that's why, that's why I'm like on the weird Crohn's tip. Because that would explain why he had to take a quick bathroom break. Was that him? Right. A few weeks ago. I don't know. He made, it was right at the beginning of the game. He made a bucket, was going to pass it in, called timeout, ran to the restroom, came back out, kept playing. (laughs) And I was like, oh, he probably had to adjust something then, maybe. Well, you're, I, you keep uh, a watch on his bowels. That'll be, <laughs> that'll help. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't tell you. Um, I'm glad we're the kind of podcast that other podcasts would be like, well, we don't want to speculate. We don't want to speculate. We are yeah. like, no, we're I here mean, for that. <laughs> I mean, I, I have a, I have an inquisitive brain, unfortunately, and I don't see anything, uh, I don't see anything wrong with if he's got Crohn's disease. Who gives a shit? Well, you know? yeah, he's not playing. That's the main thing. He yeah. didn't play either of these games. Um, Keyshawn Bartholomew, we know he has a very serious leg injury. He's out for the season, and he is the kind of player I think that we really could have used because he was coming off the bench, always had a spark of energy. As of late, was really actually a pretty consistent scorer pretty good free throw shooter which ended up being something that we we could have used in both these games to tell you the truth um mm. because like you said we had we had big leads in this one Jermaine Cousnard went off 27 so did Dante goals. so did Dante uh Dante and Cousnard had, had great games great games Cousnard um, 27 points that's what I'm saying though 7 to 17 4 and 9 from three point range <laughs> Dante, 15 points, 9 rebounds. Almost got that double-double. Played 34 minutes, too. Um, our bench, uh, 15 points from Kwame Evans Jr. I, I've, I've always really liked his game. He's, he's coming more and more. Um, but Washington, 
they are more defensive team. As you know, the first time we played them in Seattle, you could really see that that that's where they get their energy off forcing the turnovers, off playing transition basketball. And for most of this game, it was not working for them. But then all of a sudden, it really, really was, and they were able to rally back. Um, Ducks led by as many as 20 points. We had yep. a 66 to 46 lead at one yep. point uh, with 10.25 to play. We had a 20 point lead. Uh, the energy actually was pretty, pretty low because, you know, there's a good amount of people there. A lot of empty seats, too, though, but pretty, pretty, you know, uh, pretty good crowd. But energy was low because we were leading most of the time. But suddenly, when the game got a lot closer due to us missing free throws, us missing one of eleven on our final field uh, of our final eleven field goal attempts, we hit one of them. Is what I'm trying to say. Like we just went cold all of a sudden. Meanwhile, yeah. Udub, who missed fifteen three pointers in a row at one point in this game, hit their final three in the final minutes. Five five minutes. So like. They were rallying back. It was a one-point game at one yeah. point. Um, I mean, yeah, it it's just close, odd, dude. too, because apparently the Huskies were a team that were maxing out at 12 turnovers per game, but we had gotten 10 turnovers off of them mm-hmm. just in the first half of this game. So yeah, you had make- 15 over uh, together. Uh, yeah, together, okay. 15 turnovers, yeah. So it's just like, what the – yeah – Weird dynamic in that game. I have a question for you since you were there. Yes. Do you by any chance happen to recall hearing one man much louder than everyone else in the stadium Mm, arena? Not necessarily. It's probably someone closer to the camera. That's what, okay. That was what I was kind of wondering because it was basically a dude, and I believe he was at both games because I heard the voice again in the next game. Uh, But he seems to love to scream about fouls and being very mad about them. Classic Uh, fan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just kind of was curious if maybe you were like, oh, yeah, there was this one guy. (laughs) Not that I could tell. Because he was so loud in the feed, it was kind of incredible. Uh, he's probably right next to that camera mic. Yeah. Um, but overall, we shot 40% from the floor, 33% from three. That ain't Not great. Not exactly lighting it up. Not exactly lighting nope. it up. But, you know, enough to win. Uh, Kuznard hit some clutch free throws. Like we said, he, I mean, 27 points. Holy hell. Mm-hmm. Really helped us out there. Went 9 and 12 from free throw range, uh, uh, free throw line. And then, um, honestly, one point. One place where we really could have Jackson Shellstad had a rough weekend. Went one of nine, zero oh and five from three point range. Uh, that certainly could have helped us, and it could have helped us out even more mm. in the next game. My oh man. boy! So this the game, game in which we just never got up, just never got going. Never got going. We had two leads, I believe. One early, one uh, early. The, yeah, really early. One. It like, was like beginning of the second half, I believe. Six to four. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this game was there for the taking, and this, we just, this game we just fell apart. Was yeah. also the first chunk of it was such a drag with constant whistle blowing. Yes. That I was just like, let them play for mm. just come on. Nobody's able to get any kind of momentum going because the refs are blowing it. Bill Walton was also very much like, let them play. Well, he, wanted he them to is. Throw it down, big man. I will have to say this. You know, you brought him up, and I'm going to uh-huh. bring up a counterpart. Okay. Uh, in the Huskies game. Talking about a- yeah, in Husky's Ted game, Robinson? the color commentator there was an ex-player as well. I don't know who it was. Ted Robinson, I want to say. Oh, my God. Give me him every day, all day. As soon as I, as soon as I had to start listening to Bill, I was like, you know what? Bill's that dude that's been around for so long mm. that uh, the people he knows – 
are going to be the officials and the brass because every time he brought anyone up, it was their birthdays and they're like the head official that does this bullshit. And so they're yeah. so, you know, I'm just like, dude, nobody cares about your friend circle because they're all the people who are un, who I don't give a shit about on the court. <laughs> it's getting to the point where <laughs> it's the point a- of the season where I'm a little over Bill Walton. It happens every well, year. I think the true beauty of him is that I think he will go through time at the same level as Harry Carey, right? Mm. Like, he will be remembered as this iconically weirdo, wild announcer type. Yeah. But to live in his day-to-day life paints a more detailed story than... uh, than what his infamy will be. And I do cherish the fact that he will be remembered forever. I think it's great. But yeah, the day-to-day, the day-to-day run waiting for those great moments of Waltonisms. uh, It's long. (laughs) You feel for Ted Robinson, you know, he likes uh, Bill Walton likes Robinson more than Dave Pash. He's nicer to him in general. Oh no, sorry. Yeah. Oh, wait, maybe I'm confused. I'm not talking about the person who was comment- commentating with Bill Walton. I'm talking about on the other, in the other game that had two different announcers, the color commentator. I was there. Couldn't tell you, dude. Oh, Didn't he was awesome because he was talking about all kinds of cool shit the whole time. Well, there time. you have it, listeners. Some guy was awesome. You heard it here first. One of the now, announcers, whoever the color commentator is. Wazoo. This was billed as the battle for second. This is truly like right. if you want a chance at winning the Pac-12 championship, right. this is going to be absolutely crucial. Um, Wazoo had won seven of their last eight games coming in, and they're a very good defensive team. Mm-hmm. They're a very good three-point shooting team. They have a very uh, uh, inspirational player. In their in Rice, uh, their guard Miles Rice, who you know battled cancer the previous year and has now come back and has given it all, and uh, um, he did great actually. Uh, Rice did very well, led all scorers with twenty one points, and we just couldn't hit the broadside of a fucking barn in this game. Thirty six percent from the floor, twenty. 2%. We only hit four three-pointers. Our first three-pointer was with eight minutes left in the entire yeah. game. That's why we you lost. You can't do it. It's actually kind of amazing that this was such a game. With, uh, with us hitting our first three-pointer eight minutes left in the game, it was also 58-56 to 56 with 46 seconds left in the game. Like, this was... There for the taking. Yeah, this was a game that elevated at the end, I feel like. Yeah, and uh, specifically for Wazoo, certainly. Right. And uh, uh, for free throws, we missed six of them. That certainly would have come in handy. If we hit all six of those, it's a tie game. Or, you know, it's at least certainly closer. Changes what we can do in the future. And then not only that, but speaking of basics... We aren't, uh, I th- I believe, like, we don't collect the rebound on right. the missed free throws. That's as simple, that's as gimme as, that. that's just, like, day one of practice. That's what you need to do. Dana Altman himself has just been saying, it's just, like, we are making really Bush League easy mistakes for it being February. Yeah. We... On paper, like, I've seen this team play at a March Madness, like, you know, like, good March Madness late run level, but we are also making mistakes, basic mistakes that well make it so we can't make it. I'm going to say that these two games, though, were also, I would call them more of our, like, swing games, as it really did feel like this was Dante being like, okay, I'm kind of back now. Like, you know, the role has been reestablished. The team is learning how to rework with all that. Awesome dunk. Uh, oh, dude. Right for the half from him. That was amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think, yeah, the inner the interplay between he 
And one of our other players, who's the guy that they keep bringing up now because uh, Kuznard probably. Or? He, uh, he loves Pritchard. He grew up in the shadow of Pritchard. Wants oh, to be just like uh, him. Jackson Shellstad, who, like I said, their chemistry didn't together have a good weekend didn't have a good weekend. He, he but, hit three shots, three of twelve, scored yeah. six points. We we desperately needed him to have a little bit better of a game, but Miles Rice shut him down. Yeah, I was just saying. I think the connection between he and Dante is really strong. Oh, sure. And so I think as the team learns how to orchestrate that, because he's genius at the uh, I'm going to go for the layup, but I'm just kidding because now I'm shoveling it off underneath your legs Yeah. to Dante, who's just going to smash it in your face. Uh, I mean, I still love Shellstad. I think he's so talented. He yeah. definitely needs another year here. Yeah. It's not going to help him to go to the NBA. Uh, you know, um, I I don't know what to tell. This was a really tough one. This is against a good team, um, but you just hope that at home with this kind of hmm. mistakes, you would you would hope that we just had more in us and we did not. The last time we played them was a crazy back and forth game. Only four points from our bench again. This is like the key game that. A Keyshawn Bartholomew, or maybe Biddle giving Dante some some rest time. That could have been all the difference. Keyshawn Bartholomew was huge against uh, against them on the road earlier this year, but mm-hmm. just wasn't in the cards. We only scored fifty six points in this game. No one got to sixty nine this game, and so yeah. where does that leave us in the Pac twelve uh, standings? Well. We're third. Still not bad. Still not bad. We're tied for third with UCLA. Okay. Um, I'll take it. So anything still, it's unlikely that we're going to win the entire, you know, Pac-12 this year. That would require Washington State to lose at least a couple of times, Mm -hmm. uh, which is plausible. It would require Arizona losing... At least one more game and then losing to us later this year and then probably losing another game. And it also requires us basically going undefeated the rest of the year. Uh, These are all plausible realities, my guy. It's all plausible. Unlikely, but plausible. It's not, you know, it's not without the realm, out of the realm of possibility. And then it would take that basically and Mm -hmm. a really good showing in the Pac-12 tournament for us to make March Madness, the other option is for us to win the entire Pac-12 tournament. Let's do that. That would be pretty fun. That's also plausible. So we're still there. We still got a fighting We chance. got we're all the, the inspiration ducks. we need. We're there. This game is yeah. ours. Or we're this world there. is ours. We got talent. It's all there for the taking. We don't control our own destiny anymore, but it's still up there. Aaron, I, I still love this team. I, I, I just need one of our teams to make the tournament. That's all I want. And I'm not talking about the goddamn WNIT or the NIT. I need them to make the real tournament. That's all I want, Aaron. We'll do it. Don't worry. <sighs> We're there. We're so. on top of it. Everything's going exactly how it's supposed to. The universe folds in upon itself exactly the way it's supposed to. Well, speaking of everything going exactly the way it's supposed to, Aaron... We've come to the end of the show. Oh, uh, it's shit. It's been a lovely show. I've loved talking to you with once again. And, hey, I want to – teams up coming I in. just yeah. want to say real quick. What's that? I'm not trying to say that if he's got Crohn's, he should just, you know, <laughs> you know, toughen up or whatever. Like, that shit sucks <laughs> for sure. But I yeah. will – I'm just speculating that I feel like – it's more of like what I would cons- – they're using the word sickness, but I'm almost wondering if it's really more of just like a health thing. You know, yeah. like he's got real bad asthma. He's been dealing with NC7. We all know about it. Sometimes he gets hit real hard in these cold winter months. I don't know. I'm just saying. I didn't want to make anybody out there who's dealing with a shitty disease to feel like I was dismantling them for What you're saying is times. you're here to speculate. You're yeah. not here to sell hate. Right. I'm not trying to, uh, yeah, I wasn't trying to cast aspersion upon anything. I was simply allowing my conspiratorial brain to flow. You're not here to cast aspersions. You're here 
to podcast diversions. There you go. That's right. I am the great diverter. That's my that's my skill class in Baldur's Gate 3. There we go. Oh, by the way, good. I'm glad you're sponsored by Baldur's Gate 3. Go out there. Be, be some kind of bard that convinces some villain to kill themselves. Uh, if you play on PlayStation 5, enter in the promo code QUACK12 when you purchase to receive an additional 20% off the uh, retail value of a digital download, which I believe is $69.99. So every dollar counts. QUACK12, put it in the promo code, everybody. It'll definitely work. It's not lying. Um, Aaron, I'll see you next week. We got one men's game, two women's game. Let's hope for three wins. Let's hope for three televised. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to happen. Oh, All right, fuck. we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Quack, quack. Quack.